guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, Oxford Holy Club, it's your host, Brad Silliker. And again, this week I'm flying solo because there's just a lot of camp stuff happening and it's difficult to get everybody together to do recording and it's just been hard for me to find uh, the time in the evening. And so I cornered uh, a, a returning guest, Joey Dunsmore, for just a little interview about a mission trip he was on. And I'm not going to say much more on the front end other than remember that you can always follow us on on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Oxford Holy Club. Sorry, at Oxford Holy Club is our handle on those. And you can send in questions at Gmail um, through our Oxford Holy Club at gmail.com email. Wow, this is a great intro. You know what? I'm just going to turn it over to myself and to Joey and let you enjoy, and I'll catch you on the other end. Oh, and there's a secret other thing on this episode. So, you know, come along for the ride. Hey, Oxford Holy Club, it's your host, Brad Silliker, and I'm here with... Joey Dunsmore. Who is 18 now, so I can legally use his last name in the podcast. What up? He's been on before. You know him, you love him. He was back way at the beginning with... Uh, what, you went on a mission trip to Guatemala? Yes, sir. And uh, you, have you been on... Were you on the Rally Boy episode as well? Uh, I was. I was in the background. Uh, you may have heard me chuckle once or twice. Okay. Now, I'm just going to remind you, I'm going to need you to point your mouth towards the microphone. Yeah. Because we're, we're out and about and not in the studio as uh, as you as you know. And so uh, I'm going to actually... Wait, we're not in the studio right now? Not in the studio. We're, what? We're, we are sitting outside. My immersion. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, Joey, I asked a recent guest this question. I'm going to ask you the same one because I'm interested to know your answer before we jump into why we're actually here. Okay. Um, you've been given an elephant. Finish the sentence. Open the door, put it in, close the door. <laughs> this sounds like a riddle I've once heard. No, I'm curious to know what you would do if you were just given an elephant. What would you What would you use it for? I mean, I feel like I wouldn't use it. Like, it'd be my friend. Like, it'd be like a dog. Um, I've seen many videos of elephants where, like, they seem to have the same perception of us that we have of dogs. Where, like, uh, for some reason, they think we're pretty cute, right? So, like, I feel like it'd be fun just to have, like, uh, friendship with an elephant. Okay, okay. So you're going to befriend it. You're yeah. going to dumbo that thing. Yeah, you got it. Except I'm not going to pull on its ears because that'd be mean. That is mean. That's mean. We don't... We, the Oxford Holy Club does not condone elephant ear pulling in any, in any way, shape, or form. Heck no, we don't. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, Joe, <clears throat> we wanted to talk. I wanted to talk to you and get you on the podcast because you got to be a part of a mission trip recently that happened within Canada. But the type of trip that it was... I thought was uh, was extremely cool, and and so why don't you talk to us kind of about uh, the journey of going on the trip? And I might I might interject a few questions or or steer this a little bit in some way, but I want you to talk to me about this trip that you were on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want me to start from the beginning, like feeling the call to actually go? Or yeah, you... absolutely, okay. absolutely, because there might be someone that's listening that that uh, is wondering the same thing. Am I supposed to be going on some kind of trip? So it'd be cool to hear your process. Okay. Yeah. So uh, back in January, uh, I started going to Amherst Wesleyan. They um, and they had asked me to to help out with the youth there. So I've been going there for a couple of weeks, and I had stumbled in on one of their missions meetings for Toronto. Um, and so at first I was kind of interested because originally I had planned on going to Toronto last year when I went to Guatemala. Mm -hmm. um, and so I heard Toronto come up again. I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
Um, and then I actually started reading uh, Mike McNeil's book where he gave uh, different, different stories from different mission trips he's been on. Now, Mike McNeil, he's a professor. Is he a professor at Kingswood? Yep, he's in charge of the Praxis program at Kingswood. Okay, very cool. Is he still there? Yes, sir. Oh, fantastic. All right. The, so continue. Oh, no. Um, and so I was reading that book, and I was uh, reading about the different stories from the different missions. And... Um, just the whole time I was reading it, I could I felt something wasn't right. Like it felt like I needed to be doing something that I wasn't doing. Hmm. Um, and so right away, uh, I felt that nudge uh, on like in my back, like the thumb on my back. And so I gave uh, Jamin, the associate pastor up at Amherst Wesley, and uh, I gave him a text just to say like, "Hey, is there any more? Is there any room on the trip to go to Toronto?" And he's like, "Actually, I've been waiting for you to text me. The, I've been waiting for you to ask Isn't about that, that." Interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> and so he knew you were going before. You did. <laughs> and so right away I was like, "All right, God, I'll take I'll take the hint," and uh, and so I decided to um, that I would follow God's call that that was where He was calling me to go to 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 go to Toronto um, and fulfill that call. So I yeah I went on that. Um, we had some preparation throughout the uh, the coming months through. June, May and June, mm -hmm. um, we had opportunities uh, to be able to just work together, uh, iron some things out, know what we're getting into. Um, and the whole, the whole idea behind the missions trip actually was um, one of the guys, uh, one of the pastor couples that Jamin had gone to school with at Kingswood, um, they were doing a church plant in Toronto. Okay. And so we, uh, the whole idea behind the missions trip was to go down and support them and give them, uh, help them set the foundation for the church plant. Um, so we were preparing for that type of trip of just being able to help them get ready and plant the church, let the community know about them. Um, and so we went down to help out uh, Pastors Dave and Olivia, uh, Dave and Olivia Phillips. Shout out, Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Dave and Olivia. What, what up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Join the old club. Okay, no, so. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, that was, um, we left... I don't remember when we left off the top of my head. We left near the end of July, um, and we were there for about a week and a half, including travel days. Um, and the whole idea while we were down there was to, as I said before, was to help, um, to help prepare the church plant. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop you because I, I remember that during the preparation, there, I mean, you know, you prepare for uh, mission trips. Every mission trip is different, and the types of things are, are different, and so there's some prep that you do for certain types. This was a unique mission trip, but I, I appreciated one of the things that they did with you guys, which was to kind of prep and expose you guys to the idea of some spiritual warfare and, and different stuff. So I'm not trying to jump into your story, but, oh, no. I, but just because we've talked a little bit, I know some of it. So you can tell me if, like, Brad, I'll cover that later. Yep. But um, would you talk a little bit about what that looked like? Like, what, what is that? mean? What were they kind of preparing you for in regards to, you know, the spiritual realm and, and dealing with some stuff there? Yeah. So, um, one of the things that, uh, one of the unique things actually with this missions trip is that Jamin had actually given us, um, memory verses. We had five memory verses that we had to memorize. Um, do you still know them right now? I probably could if you gave me a second. Um, but there was a couple of them that dealt with actual spiritual warfare. Um, and so that was something, because Jamin's dad led a lot of missions trips uh, where they dealt with a lot of spiritual warfare. What, what now, just for those that might be listening and be like, what, what does spiritual warfare mean? So could you just, a layman's definition, what does it mean to you, Joe, spiritual warfare? Yeah, so um, spiritual warfare to me is um, 
a lot of times in our Western culture, uh, we don't like to talk about uh, spiritual things. Um, a lot of times whenever we hear about um, what in biblical times would have sounded like possession, we like to attribute that to schizophrenia or any right. of that type stuff. Right. And that's not, I'm by no means saying that that's not an actual thing. Um, but there is, um, we do live in, like, we've, in the Bible, it talks about uh, spiritual warfare. Um, we don't fight against flesh and blood enemies, but against the rulers, uh, the rulers, authorities, and the, uh, the dark forces, um, and the, the evil spirits of the heavenly realms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we, when we read our Bibles, we see instances of demonic possession and oppression. Yep. The, um, there was a boy that was uh, demon oppressed and he was throwing himself on fires. And there was the, uh, there was the, the pigs that were, um, there was a the man that was possessed and Je- Jesus drove out the- uh, Legion. Yeah, Legion. Um, and they went into the pigs and the pigs uh, went out and died. Um, so that, dealing with like that aspect so um, just the idea of like oppression um, from the evil forces, um, Satan's minions, if you will. So, so you were ge- receiving training to deal with demonic forces, spir- yep. spiritual wickedness, and to be able to go in there because um, it's, it's not a physical preparation. You're, no. not, you're not lifting weights and, and all that, although you, maybe you could. That there's a spiritual training that needs to take place and an, understand, an understanding of your authority as a Christian over that. For sure. Would, would I be correct in saying that? Yep. Okay. Uh, so you guys did that and, and went in. The, so you get into Toronto. Yep. Uh, so we landed in Toronto. Uh, the first day we were there was mostly just a tour day for Dave and Olivia to show us around uh, Toronto and just give us an idea of what we were dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, we stopped off at the Eaton Center so that we could eat. Um, Wait, oh, is, it ca- is it called the Eaton Center so that you can eat there? I mean, there's definitely wordplay there. There's definitely... Someone was a genius behind that branding. That's amazing. Is it a mall? I've never been to the Eaton Center. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a three-story uh, mall. Um, That's too many stories. It is too many stories. One story is plenty. Mm. Um, but no, we stopped off at the Eaton Center so that we could grab some food before we went on our tour around Toronto. And as we were on our way out, um, Dave actually stopped us to kind of gave, give us uh, an idea of the culture that we were dealing with. Um, and there was actually a street preacher uh, right outside the Eaton Center. And where the Eaton Center is, if you were to go two block, if you were to walk out the door and turn left and go two blocks down, that's the big LGBTQ uh, community. Mm-hmm. And so the street preacher, uh, he was at the corner at Eaton Center trying to drum up an audience. And so he decided to start pressing into the LGBTQ and um, not in such a way of like saying um, that this is what Christians believe, but flat out attacking the LGBTQ, um, trying to harass them and trying to get a response out of them to try and draw a crowd. Okay. Um, And so Dave actually took us off to the side uh, just behind the crowd and he told us just to listen in on the conversation Hmm. um, and just see what his approach was and what he was doing. Um, And we had the opportunity after to kind of talk about it and see uh, what the team thought of that, um, how how they responded to that, how the people there were responding to it. Um, and give you an idea of as much as people love doing that idea of street preaching, it's not very effective because at the end of the day, all you're doing is just ticking people off (laughs) and most people will end up, it'll be harder for most people to actually accept Christianity because they have that bad experience with them. So it just fills that stereotype. You know, Jesus didn't come into earth and start going around preaching condemnation to everybody. He told them to repent. Right, but yep. but he didn't condemn, and and yet we have, you know, people that go out and with hate 
Yep. Con- condemning. Now, sin is sin. Yep. You know, tr- truth is truth, but how it's delivered. So I think it's interesting if I can just jump in, Joe, that uh, I think there's a lot of wisdom in what you just said and what he said was, let's listen. Yep. Uh, I think if we could all take a step back, all of us, you know, both communities. For sure. If they could take a step back and listen to one another. Yep. And, and, and come at it from something like that, it, you know. It could, it could solve a lot of headache. Oh, 100%. But, but I certainly don't have all the answers, that's for sure. Okay, continue. Yeah, so um, we had the opportunity with that. And then literally across the street, there was another street preacher. Um, and so this street preacher, he had less of an audience. But um, it was interesting listening to him because someone came up and uh, they started questioning him. And there must have been bad blood between them because it's usually the same people that come up every day. Oh, sure. Um, so there must have been bad blood or whatever. And the guy came over and he flat out hit the street preacher. Ooh. Um, and the street preacher's response was more interesting to me um, because his response to getting hit was to start challenging the other guy. He turned around. He's like, yeah, do it again. I dare you. Come over here. Do it again. Hit me. I dare you. And so he's trying to egg on this violence. I was like, that's not at all how that should be addressed. Like, that's... it. It was interesting seeing people trying to spread the message of love, but then the way they delivered it was the exact opposite of the way that it should be. Um, of like Jesus flat out said, if so, like turn the other cheek, don't just egg them on and try and start a conflict. Like that's not right, at all right. how you win people. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was uh, after that we just kind of went around the area where um, their target area was, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of talking about the different numbers of like how how saturated a community should be with churches um, given the population. And I couldn't tell you the numbers right off the bat, but um, kind of going over that, showing us the community, showing us where we would be going for our outreach. Um, and so the next day was our park outreach day. Um, also, uh, before I go any further, um, the interesting with Dave and Olivia, and I have a lot of respect for it, is they, um, they are co-vocational. And so a lot of people have heard of bivocational mm-hmm. where uh, the pastor needs to work two jobs to, make, uh, to have a living. Yeah. Um, Dave and Olivia, they're co-vocational, which means that they actually choose to work in a secular workforce, in the secular work area, to get an idea, to have a finger on the pulse of the community and know what the community needs. Mm. Um, and so they work at the little Tim Hortons down the street. Yeah. Um, and that's how... You learn an awful lot sitting there, yep, standing there. A hundred percent. And that's actually how they came up with one of our outreaches that I'm going to talk about later is the construction outreach. Okay. Is um, construction workers would come in because there's always construction going on in Toronto. Let's talk about it now. Just keep going. All right. Yeah, so... Um, so Dave and Olivia work at the Tim's and there was always construction workers coming in and they would be looking for water or Gatorade and it was like two bucks a pop. And so they were like, why should we be charging them two bucks when we could easily bless them for way less than that? Mm. Um, and so that's what led to our construction outreach, which is what we did on the final day that we were there before, like before our, uh, we left. Yeah. Um, is we, we went out, we took the SUV um, and we went to No Froze and we just bought as much uh, Gatorade and water as we could that we could fit into the van or into the SUV rather. Uh, and we literally just drove around Toronto and we went to different construction areas and just said, hey, we're here with Waypoint Wesleyan. We just want to bless you. Like that, here's water and Gatorade. How many people do you have on your work site? We'll try and give you as much as we can so that everyone can uh, have that, <laughs> have that, uh, the water and the Gatorade. Um, 
And just the responses from it, like uh, I wasn't there for the first construction site, but uh, Dave came back and he was telling us about it. And like right away, as soon as they heard like, oh yeah, uh, you're from a church and you're doing this, mm-hmm. like right away they were so engaged. And it was, uh, Dave made it very clear, like this was not a strings attached type situation. It's right. literally, we're here to bless you. And if they have questions, feel free to answer, but don't yeah. try and like drag them into something. Um, and just the fact that we were blessing them was enough for them to be like, oh, you're from a church? Mm. Tell me more about it. Like, what are you doing? Right. Um, and so it was, it, was, it was rewarding in and of itself to see the reaction from the workers, just seeing the, how they appreciated it so much and how it was, like, it was a need that they had that the church was fulfilling. Because at the end of the day, that's what the church is for, is fulfilling the needs of the people. Yeah. Like, we're there. We should be going out and blessing the people and letting them know that we love them and care about them. Like, that's... Hands and feet of Jesus. We all know it and say it, but yep. But uh, yeah, saying and doing are two totally different things, and a lot of times people get caught up on the saying and not the doing. Yeah. Um, uh, so Joe, I'm gonna we're gonna have to because uh, Joey and I, and I, I know the listeners know this, uh, we are at our district youth camp right now, and so Joey is counseling and I'm directing, and we just kind of pulled aside for a couple minutes here just to because <laughs> I'm moving at the end of this, and uh, Joey's going off to university, so we couldn't figure out another time where we would get together to do this. But I, there's a couple of things I want to hit on, and then we have to uh, we have to go and and actually do what we're here to do. Yep. Um, part of the ministry was also there was some board game stuff. Yeah. So that to me that I thought that was I'd like you to just quickly explain if you if you could about that because I was really interested in that too. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So um, Dave and Olivia, their big their big focus is on gamers, um, and so they mm-hmm. they have uh, their house is filled with board games, and that was. Um, so that was their big thing is uh, Waypoint Wesleyan. That's actually like Waypoints in video games. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they got their name is Waypoint Wesleyan. Um, and so our uh, their big focus was on the gamer I, population. I just got it. Yep. Amazing. It, right? And so, um, yeah, our outreach on the Saturday while we were there was a board game outreach. Um, and so we, we packed up a bunch of board games. We got food. We got water, uh, pop, and we, we went to their new location because this was the first time that they had ever been uh, in their new location, right? Right. So this was an opportunity to, to use that area for the first time. And so that's what we did. We set up the area for board games, and we were there for 10 o'clock till 8 o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, about 10 hours we were there. Um, and it was literally just if you want to come in, feel free, play board games. Um, we had a couple uh, families from the actual uh, complex that were there that yeah. were just there with their small kids that came over just to check it out and play a few games. Sure. Um, well, that's, and that's something new that probably doesn't get done a whole lot. Right. And so it was um, not a lot of people came in, and that's totally okay. It, um, it was, I've said this a couple times now. It, it was very easy to get discouraged um, when you're there for 10 hours and only, say, four people show up. It can be disheartening very easily. But you have to keep in mind the the blessing that that is for the church plant, that we were able to absorb that cost and that we could test out what does work, what doesn't work, mm-hmm. um, and kind of get an idea for what the community needs and what we uh, what needs to be done differently for the next outreach. Hmm. Um, so it was, it was interesting being able to see uh, the reaction of the people that did go, because the people that did go loved it. Right. Um, and then being able to look back on it and be like, great, they had a good time. We didn't have the turnout we wanted, so what can we do different next time? Hmm. Um, and so that's huge for, like, especially for a church plant, because um, it's not always easy for a church plant to put a lot of resources into something like that. Because if you if you do something like that and you put a, too many resources into it and you sink on that one, it can be real hard to bounce back from that. 
Um, so it was good to be able to kind of test that out and uh, have that opportunity. Um, but think, oh, sorry. Well, oh no, it's, I think the statistic I've heard is that it takes 1.5 million dollars to do a church plant. Oh wow! Uh, and so every dollar, every single dollar counts for and, sure. And you, you having a mission trip or having a group coming to help you test the waters and find that out and absorb yep. some cost and you know we're a church family, yep. right? So so it's really cool to be able to do that and and see what's working for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> it's expensive. Yep. It's expensive. Um, Joe, I know that we need to roll here. Um, you also got sick. Oh, yeah. Turned off hot dogs forever. Oh, I cannot look at hot dogs anymore. What happened? Yeah, so uh, after the board game outreach, there was another member of the team, and uh, she wasn't feeling well, and she was out of commission once we got home. And um, we never really thought anything of it. Uh, my stomach wasn't feeling too well, uh, but I never really thought anything of it. And we went to bed that night after having macaroni and hot dogs. Um, and at 2 a.m., I woke up, because my, my room was right next to the bathroom, right? And so I woke up in the middle of the night to someone puking. I was like, all right, whatever, that, that happens sometimes. Sure. Um, and then at 3 o'clock, I woke up, um, and there was another room on the left side of me, and the bathroom was on the right. And I heard someone walking across the front, like across my door uh, towards the bathroom. And then they turned around and started walking back to their room. And all of a sudden, I heard splashing on the floor. Oh, no. And then I heard the splashing going up the floor uh, oh, past no. my door. Oh, no. And so I walk out, and I see one of the team members in the bathroom hunched over the toilet dying. Um, <laughs> and so uh, one of the other team members turns around and says, yeah, you should close the door. So I go in, I close the door, and I felt it on the handle, and all of my senses kicked in at once and realized what was going on. I slammed the door and ran downstairs. It, uh, and we were, all, we were all downstairs. We were like, what do we do? Like, uh, it, it progressively, everyone got sick except for one team member. Um, we thought it might have been uh, food poisoning, but none of us ate the same food that day. So we think it might have just been a virus that hit us. Sure. Uh, but no, it was... Uh, Wait, everybody gets sick but one person? Yeah, there was one person on the team that just didn't get sick. And were they the ones making the food? Have you considered poisoning? No, it was actually... Intentional? <laughs> I mean, we did consider that until she got sick too, and then it was like, ah, maybe uh, not. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, no, no. She was, she was like, oh, shoot, I better eat it because <laughs> they're catching on. They're catching she was on. playing the long game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, uh, it was the first time I've puked in 10 years, and uh, it was not to be too graphic, but it was, as I mentioned earlier, we had hot dogs that night. And seeing hot dogs for the second time that night was not uh, something that I was really hoping for. So, oh, Joey. I've been quite turned off from hot dogs ever since. I don't blame you. All right, here's how we're wrapping this sucker up. Um, most people, when they think of mission trips, they think overseas. They think, I've got to go to China, I've got to go to Cuba, Haiti, you know, uh, Israel, wh wherever. Mm -hmm. Uh, and sometimes there's the idea that people, you know, people look at, well, it's not a mission trip. You're still in your own country or it's, a, it's not a mission trip. You're just going to the community. What would you say to encourage people that, uh, that missions happen everywhere? Um, yeah, so it's easy to get into that mindset because we always, uh, we always talk about the people that go to Africa, go to, to South America, uh, the poorer countries, but people often forget that it's not just about the financial uh, depravity, but also the, the, the spiritual. The, there is a spiritual hunger in Toronto, in Canada. The, it was actually super interesting on our park day because being uh, maritimers, we think that we're the we're the friendly folks that we're the always the ones that are looking to have a conversation with people. Mm -hmm. Doing the park day made me quickly realize that 
is very much not the case that Toronto people in Toronto are looking for that interaction. They're looking for that relationship mm. um, it, everywhere they go. Like if you talk to someone while you're playing a game, right away there was that interest of like, wait, you're talking to me? Let's talk. Like the, yeah. the they were looking for that relationship, and there's a spiritual hunger there. There's um, there's churches being built up all the time. There's uh, in our one area, I think there was three or four churches, um, and all of them were very much will stay within our doors. If people come, then so be it. Right. But we're gonna focus on our people, and that's it. Oh. Um, but there's people like people are looking for that. They're looking for that love and that compassion. Uh, they're looking for that relationship. So when you see that in a place like Toronto, it 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 really makes you realize like that's not something that's just happening in uh, in Africa, in Haiti, and yeah. like it's it's something that's happening in our backyards, and that's something people really need to realize is that we're we need to focus on our own people too. Like there is spiritual hunger is in Canada and the U.S. as well. Uh, you're not kidding. We we used to send all our missionaries out to go bring the gospel to all these other countries, and we have seen a, a shift in that now these countries are sending missionaries to us. Yep. Um, because while we're resource rich, we have money. Even the poorest among us still have change. Yep. You know, kind of thing. Uh, we have there's a spiritual uh, loss that we've experienced in in our in our riches and in our gain. We have decided that we could we can we can do it yep right and uh and so now missionaries are coming from places that that we sent missionaries to and they're coming back to teach us yep um some spiritual stuff and you know what we need that um for sure so so joe we need to get going and so here's what we're gonna do uh you and i and two other boys did a, a little taste test a, a while ago yes sir with some cereal and i haven't posted it yet yeah uh, but but that's gonna happen it's, I'm going to tag it on to the end of this cool, cool. interview. And, uh, and I don't know about you, but that was disgusting. It was not great. Not great. I have... Do you, do you have anything to say to Lucas who sent us that cereal? Why? <laughs> All right. That's it. That's why. That's... Well, Joe, uh, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate yeah, you. Thank you. And uh, is there anything left that you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, if you're feeling a call to go on a missions, I, uh, I encourage you to seek that out, that you would just be praying into that, talking with uh, one of your leaders, one, uh, a friend, anyone. The, all of us are called to do missions. It's a matter of where and when. Uh, so if you're feeling that call in your life, make sure you, you do what you can to try and follow that call. It's, it's something you will not regret if you follow. So, Hey, that's cool. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. Thanks Thank for you. your time, man. Thanks God for bless. having me. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hope that you enjoyed that time with Joey. And it certainly sounds like he had an excellent time in Toronto on that mission trip. Uh, so now what we're going to do is a little something different. I, uh, you, you, you'll remember that Lucas sent cereal in the mail and we had a little special segment where there was some ASMR, some crunching cereal into the microphone and guessing what it was. Well, I took that cereal uh, to a group of young men. Uh, who gather together on Wednesday nights for discipleship time, and I presented it to them. And as I do, I tossed a mic up in the room, and we just, you know, kind of created a little something. So I don't know how podcasty it is, but it's it's just something for you, the loyal listener that uh, is into the meta stuff that we do. Uh, always, you know, shout outs to things from the past and setting things up for later and, and payoffs and all that. So if you enjoy hearing cereal being crunched, uh, this next portion of the episode is for you and I'll see you on the other end. 
I've done it. Okay, podcast supplemental. Lucas sent me cereal in the mail. Bran. He mentioned Bran when we were just downstairs, and it brought this back. He, he was in the States. Oh, I don't like that. He was in the States, <laughs> and he bought this mystery cereal, and he was telling me about it. And so he told me he would mail me a package of it. Is that the bag he bought it in? This is not the bag he bought it in. It came in a normal box. Okay. Here's the information I will give you. It's by post that makes the cereal. Anyway, funny story. Uh, he went. He had two baggies, one to send to me, one to send to Andrew Beckwith. And he went to put the post office with two baggies. Oh, no. It just poured everywhere. With two baggies of cereal like this, sets them on the counter, and asks to find out how much it's going to be to send them. 18 bucks a bag. <laughs> so he pulls one bag off the counter and just sends one to me. So last night, I tried it. Um, and I couldn't figure out what it is. I'll be your taste test. Uh, all of you. Oh, yeah. It looks See, like there's Jackson. a bugle in the flower pot. So, so. Oh, my soul. <laughs> there's a bugle. It's been there for so long. So, just so you know. When was the last time we had bugles? bugles? It's that, been like a like year. February. That's the season uh, ones, not the plain ones. Those are the season ones. All right, yeah, so we've got Caden, we've got Joey, and we've got Landon. Uh, guys, there's three pieces to this cereal. And. One of those looks like honeycomb. Everybody, everybody, get the same piece. Go, go for they this. Do, they do look, go for the go square. For Just wait. We'll, a hint of maple. We'll all do it I together. Have the square honeycomb. We'll all do it together. Good mythical okay. evening. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite with That's you just because maple. for definitely. solidarity. Ready? Yep. See if you can figure out what this is. Off we go. Cinnamon toast crunch. Except it's not shaped like toast. Okay. No, it's maple something. Maple, yeah. you, got, you got a maple flavor. Oh, definitely maple. Yeah. Okay, that's better than than what I came up with. Um, I'm Did not you come up with cinnamon toast crunch. No, I'll tell you. That's go, definitely cornflakes. Well, it looks like a cornflake, right? You look like a cornflake. It's just bran. <laughs> what is it with you and bran? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> okay. Wasteful. Oh, sorry. Here, do you want a bet? You want a bigger flake? Certainly. I'll get a flake. Is that it, is has it, never it, said since I wanted to hear Is everyone taking a flake? You want a bigger flake? All right. No. Hold up. Okay, here we go. Flakes. Oh, flakes going in. Yeah. That's just a plain corn flake. That's a frosted flake. But not not the same as a frosted flake, but it doesn't taste plain because I hate That's regular like corn That's like some, flakes. uh... Are those goldfish? You're a goldfish. You're a that is obviously a miniature chicken leg. That's what I thought, too. See, uh, little baby What do you mean... Obviously, I looked at this and I and I said, "This looks like this is looks like a dried up goldfish." Which then Lucas called me out on the fact that they're already dry. <laughs> so it's like, so it already got wet and then dried. <laughs> All right, and three, two, one. I don't much care for that. That's interesting. <laughs> that's like that's like chicken seasoning for noodles. That tastes like okay. That brain. tastes like a. Like a Mr. Noodle or something. Yeah, it tastes like the uh, the chicken seasoning for uh, Mr. Noodles. Okay. All my soul. Oh, that is good. Okay, so here's what we're doing. Grab grab a combo of all three, put it together, and tell me what you think you've got. I'm oh. very conflicted. I want milk. I thought about milk, but then I, I really milk. wanted to get the pure flavor. Yeah, like start with doing what we're doing. And then get all right. Okay, everybody got all three? Yeah. Three, two, one. That's new. That's new. I didn't have coconut the first time. I had coconut that time too. So did I. Wow. 
these cornflakes are different colors. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, we got something new going on here. I was going to mention that, but... You're right. When the I first, light ones are coconut. Are they coconut or is it... Um, Coconutty Cinnamony. Probably coconut. Do you say the no, light uh, ones or the I'm dark ones? Coconut. The light ones are a coconutty flavor. Yeah, you're right. The light ones are a coconut flavor. Well, mm-hmm. I say you're right. It mm. tastes like that to me. Mm. Huh. This is happening. <laughs> I just dumped the whole bag on the table in front of us. Guys, dig in. I thought he was talking to me at first. <laughs> it's like a breath. <laughs> My eye holes are not that bad yet. I thought so too. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, oh shoot, that thing. Wow. I almost broke the fourth wall. <laughs> Never break the fourth wall. Do you know the name of it? I do. I know what this is. I got to Mm-mm. see the box. I got to see the box after. It's not Wheaties, is it? And that no, it's not. This is not Wheaties. I actually took a picture of those in Arizona. I do not care for that Mr. Noodle stuff. Okay, so. They don't taste like Mr. Well, Noodles. If, right? Chicken ones. Yeah. Caden, if you if you had to make a guess right now, where would you go? What brand? No, what what is the what guess the name? Guess or? the name of the cereal. The name of it. Cinnamon chicken honeycomb crunch. Man. That's a mouthful. Indeed. Okay. Mouthful cereal. What about you? College student delight. Ugh. Gross. So <laughs> Mr. Noodle cereal. Yep. Hey, what about you? Brand. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, isn't this brand? Weedos. Weedos? Uh, Weedos. Don't worry, it's legal. Yeah. Weedos. So, okay, Weedos. I will tell you, at the moment, Joey, yeah. oh, so when I had it, I initially thought, because I was getting a cinnamon flavor off some of these flakes last night, I thought maybe like a, a French toast kind of thing. But it's not that. I don't. So far, you are the closest Noise. with um, a chicken. Mm-hmm. You, you picked up on a chicken thing that's going on. That is going on. Mm-hmm. You're right. Bruh. It was this. If you could... You, what? You were, no, if you're super close to identifying the square. Oh. You said it had a maple flavor. Yeah. So where where would you have maple and chicken at the, at the same time? Maple. In Canada. Ah, my eye holes. No, this is in the United States. But Blair Bear is very angry and chicken. Where would Kentucky. I have maple and chicken at the same time? Kentucky. You're missing. You're missing one element, and then you've got this. Kentucky maple chicken. Maple and chicken. Is there any more of the chicken pieces left? I don't think I so. Ate. You ate. Uh, you ate all those little chicken bits. Not you monster. <laughs> Do it on purpose. Yeah, the chicken bits are gone. Oh boy. Oh shoot. This oh, is yummy. Oh boy, Yummy in the tummy. Yeah, no, can't put my finger on it. Oh, that one was. We? I let me. Here's the hint I'll give you. Andrew Barker and I have had this in real life, but not cereal. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> what kind of hint is that? <laughs> it's got to be Popeyes. No. I just say that. Are you ready? Do you want to know? I want to know. Do you want to know? Honey Bunches of Oats presents chicken and waffles. Oh. Hello. I wondered that. Did you now? Well, yeah, it's not the whole maple. I thought that those like bits were honey bunches of oats. That chicken made me very. Well, honey bunches of oats isn't that? Is that a branding? Like, is that? It's yeah. like its own cereal kind of. Thing. Mm. Yeah, like honey bunches of oats is the brand. I think. And that, so, 
I got, like, I got like a mouthful of chicken the last time I did that like pinch and it felt very uncomfortable. Once I knew that it was supposed to be emulating chicken, yeah. I got super turned off of this cereal. Yep. Like as soon as I tasted like the Mr. Noodle style chicken seasoning, I was like, ooh. Yeah. It's not delightful. So uh yeah. I couldn't figure it out. And if if you go back and if you actually went and listened to the episode, I eat it on air, so it's like all chewing oh, and like. Oh, now I'm not gonna watch a lot it. A lot of it. ASMR kind of. But now there's four of us eating. Is it? Yeah. <gasps> is, is it time for you to go get your donair egg rolls from Pizza Lamore in Oxford? Lamar. Not a sponsor. I think so. I think it is. All right. Well. I like how you had to say from Pizza Lamore's in Oxford. I didn't Pizza say Lamore's. Lamore's. Pizza Lamore's. You uncultured swine. Uh oh. <laughs> Bob calls it Lamores. I call and it Lamores. Bob is wrong. Okay. Well, Bob's your uncle. Sorry, Bob. Oh uh, no. And oh, uh, if we can hey, listen, if we can go one more minute of not insulting each other, I might be able to actually use this for something. Know, You're asking man. for a lot. Fifty yeah. seconds, guys. You're asking for a lot. Uh, like, will anybody Bob eat that bugle that was in the? Anybody here want to try that bugle that was in the the flower pot? No, uh, that's been Landon. there. Will that's been there me? for like six months. Landon. You're gonna die Landon. if you eat it. Landon, if if I get any more ad revenue from the podcast, I will pay you that whatever comes in. Are you You're gonna get E. coli if it's not raw meat. Yes. Yeah, Do you know that? That's, yeah, but what's <laughs> dehydrated <laughs> chicken leg? What looked like a chicken leg. Really was a chicken leg. It's just been dehydrated so much that it shrunk. I knew it. You, wow. you heard of like head shrinking? It was just off a very small chicken. <laughs> this was, wasn't, oh. that, wasn't this some like dirt? <laughs> hybrid, <laughs> hybrid tiny chickens. Sphincter. Did you just say sphincter? <laughs> I said fig dirt. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm we like, didn't make it. The, we, we didn't insult. We did not insult. We didn't insult, but we also didn't make it to the ten minutes of usable audio. Oh. Oh, yeah, can you slam the table? <laughs> no, because you said what you just said. Well, who cares? It's part of the body. Everyone knows about the I'm sphincter. I'm crushing this as hard as I can. No, eat it. Crush it with your teeth is what you're supposed to do. It's food. I don't want to. All right. All right. If, I, if you get we out. Well, that was special, wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Um, are you still there? Did you stick around for all of that so that you could stay for this part where I remind you that you can follow Oxford Holy Club on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram with our handle at Oxford Holy Club. And remember, if you do use the social medias about us, use our hashtag O-H-C-L-U-B or O-Club as I like to call it. And if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes or any of the other places that you listen, it really does help get us out there to the masses. We don't pay to advertise. And so the best way that we can grow as a podcast is by you. You really are um, the ones that are making this, this happen for us. We can keep recording it and we would, um, but we love it when we get to connect with, with you and when we hear that it's going out there into different places. And so do us a favor, share us on the social medias, use the hashtag, maybe even call in and leave us a one minute voice message system or a voice message system. Leave us a one minute voice message, which you can do through the Anchor app, uh, which is the hosting company that hosts this podcast. And we just enjoy Anchor an awful lot. So until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.